Welcome to The Wisdom Show, a gathering place for the world's leading experts in the fields of human potential, spirituality, personal development, health, relationships, and more. Join us as we evolve together to the highest expression of our lives. And now, your host, Gene Swan. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We are thrilled to have you join us today for what promises to be a very enlightening program. In recent years, we've all begun to realize that the old ways of being and doing are not working. People are losing their jobs, their homes. There's so much instability in the world, and most of us realize that we need to operate in a new way. And our guest today is here to help us do that. Derek Rydell was an up-and-coming actor. When a near-death experience changed the course of his life, he considered becoming a monk and a minister. He then cloistered himself in his apartment for several years meditating. He later emerged as a licensed integrative therapist, best-selling author, and the world's leading expert on the law of emergence. He went from nearly broke to getting his big break as an author and a coach, making a major impact and a million-dollar income. He's helped thousands of people around the world to live more passionately, prosperously and on purpose and he's here today to share some of those principles with us Derek welcome thanks for taking time out of your very busy speaking schedule to be with us oh it's my honor and pleasure to be here thank you for having me now I've personally been using a process that you teach and it's so powerful that I wanted to share it with everyone and we're going to have you lead us through that process a little later on today but first can you explain for us the difference between the law of attraction popularized by the movie the secret a few years ago and the law of emergence which you call the end of self-improvement yeah i mean there's so much in that alone we could talk probably for hours just on the distinctions but in short the law of attraction um, is a principle that operates uh, at a relative level of you know cause and effect like attracts like um, you know, if you think about something, hold that thought long enough, that vibration will tend to attract like unto like. And and the problem with the law of attraction or any kind of manifestation technique is that so often it's coming from a place of lack. You know, we perceive that we're lacking something, so we try to attract it. Or we perceive that we're broken or wounded, so we try to attract or manifest a better life, a healing, improved relationships, and all of that. And, but because we're coming from a premise that we're broken, wounded, lacking, or missing something, that we're separate from our good, even if we manage through will and the law of deliberate creation to manifest that or to attract that, because underneath that, we still have a belief that we are or that we are coming from this broken or inadequate place, we will tend to magnify or exacerbate or bring our problems with us. You know, so as I like to say, we might manifest a bigger paycheck, but then we end up just becoming broke at a higher income bracket. Or we might manifest a bigger house, but we end up feeling even less at home. And so it's kind of like trying to hold the beach ball underwater. You know, you know that if you really relax, it's going to fly up and hit you in the face. So... That's, and that's best case scenario. The best case scenario is that we manifest what we think we want, but we're not happy or we just have bigger problems. The worst case scenario is that because we're coming from a place of I'm wounded, I'm broken, I'm lacking, and now I'm going to try to improve it, we, that energy of focus will magnify our problems. And so we tend to actually exacerbate the issues we're dealing with. I use the analogy of it's trying to like dig ourselves out of a hole. The more we dig, the deeper in the hole we get. And, and I even bring up 
somewhat controversial, but I say, is it completely coincidental that over the last several years, we've had the biggest wave of law of attraction and manifestation teachings, you know, and we've also had the greatest economic collapse since the Great Depression, that we've had the greatest sweep of people trying to manifest bigger homes and better jobs, and we have the biggest home and job collapse since the Great Depression. and that we have more self-improvement programs than anywhere else on the planet. But in a study on happiness, we rank near the bottom of happiness indicators of everyone on the planet, including people in the Congo and people in Iraq during the Iraq War. So something is clearly wrong with this picture of manifestation and self-improvement. And the biggest core problem is that self-improvement is an oxymoron. Because the self, when you really understand it, does not need to be improved, nor ever can be. And so that's where the law of emergence comes in. It comes from a realization that who and what we really are is already whole, already complete. Just as the oak tree is already in the acorn. The acorn doesn't have to go out and attract an oak tree. It doesn't have to earn or achieve oakhood. And the acorn is not a broken or inadequate oak. The acorn is, has the whole oak tree within it in potential. And when the conditions are right, oak tree emerges. And this is the way it works throughout all of nature, and this is the way it works for us. That within each and every one of us is already the, the destiny of greatness, the masterpiece of our life the wealth, the health, the abundance, the love, the peace, the joy. And when we get in congruency with that, in integrity with that, when we create the right conditions for that, then it begins to emerge in our life and as our life, even effortlessly. But we must start from a premise that we already have it, that we already are it, even though it appears that we're lacking. And this is, really quickly, this is why Jesus said, pray believing that you already have that you may receive. And so in a nutshell, that's what the law of emergence represents. That is such a powerful principle, believing that you already have something and then having it emerge into your life. Um, that's, so, that's so interesting that you mentioned, you know, with all the self-help and the secret that things have gotten worse. That's a very interesting point. And your premise is actually the opposite because we've been taught that we need to struggle, achieve, earn, strive, uh, work hard. And um, your teachings are the exact opposite. And it sounds as if what you're saying is we need to love ourselves. Well, absolutely. Love, self-love and acceptance is a primary condition for emergence. You know, and, and the, the basic premise is that if people get nothing else from this, is to begin to open up to the possibility and contemplate that you're already perfect. You're already whole. And I don't want to confuse that with the appearances of your life. I know that it looks like things are going wrong. I know it, that you're experiencing problems and lack and limitation in your childhood and all these things. But understand that what we see as the world of appearances, that does not tell us the truth. That just tells us what we have believed up to that moment or what we have bought into. And what we believe, or what we feel rather, doesn't tell us the truth. It just tells us what we believe primarily. And what we believe doesn't tell us the truth. It just tells us our best guess at reality. 
So from our beliefs to our feelings to our experiences, none of that is telling you the truth about life. It's just telling you a relative perception of this infinite perfection. Who we are is that infinite perfection, that divine idea. You know, like Michelangelo, when he sculpted, he believed God had already created everything, and his job as an artist was not to create anything, but to reveal it. That inside every block of marble was a masterpiece that was imprisoned. And his job was not to create it, but to set it free. And so likewise, real growth is to tap into the vision, to really discover what is this magnificent self that I already am, that was already created in the image and likeness and out of divine intelligence and divine love. What is that that is the truth about me, with a capital T? And then begin to cultivate the conditions to allow for that which I already am to emerge. So really, in, in one of those conditions is in self-love and self-acceptance, we start to move out of the struggle and the fight, you know, and the judgment, all of which is just a form of resistance to what's trying to emerge. You know, all of our attempts to strive and struggle and achieve and fix, most of that is a, literally is a form of resistance that's pushing up against the love and the peace and the joy and the abundance that's naturally trying to emerge through us. So when we start to really love and accept ourselves, that is the beginning of really releasing all of that struggle. And just with that alone, that natural potential that's within us will begin to emerge. When I learned of your teachings, I found it to be quite a relief because the idea that, you know, you don't have to struggle or achieve or get something or get somewhere, that you allow it to emerge is a very liberating, freeing feeling that you can um, sort of let go and let things happen as opposed to trying to force them to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember when I first brought it up to, a, to an audience and I was speaking and doing a, you know, a talk on personal development and, you know, um, achievement and potential and all that. And I had this realization that really broke through during that talk. And I could see that the whole model of self-improvement was wrong, that, there is, that, as I just said, that you don't need to improve this self. And that I said, and I remember saying to them, this is the end of the self-improvement movement. And, you know, that, and, and there was this collective sigh of relief in the audience. They were like, thank God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're free at last, you know, because, because it's true, because on a deeper soul level, we know, we, we feel that resistance, you know, all this attempts to try to achieve, but we've been conditioned and hypnotized into believing that we're broken, that we're lacking, that we're wounded, that we're missing something, that we're separate from our good. And that's all an illusion, you know. And, um, and even quantum physics has begun to discover that, that, that Einstein said our separation from each other is an optical illusion. That, that we're not separate from our good, that we are not cut apart, that we are unique expressions of this one infinite love, this one infinite intelligence. And, and really our job is to tap into that, to discover that, and to then create the conditions for it to emerge. And I want to make a, 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 a distinction. I'm not saying that there's not work to do. You know, it's like when a farmer or a gardener does their work to plant their field, there's work to do. You know, they have to plant the seed or they have to cultivate the conditions of the soil. They have to weed it. They have to feed it. They have to water it. They have to make sure it's exposed to the right light. So there's work to do, but it's not a struggle. 
They don't reach into there and try to make that seed grow. They know that they can't make it grow. They don't pull the seed out and look at it and go, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you growing fast enough? You know, they don't crack open the seed and look inside and say, where is that tree? You know, if they do, of course, it's not going to grow, and they know that. But they do have to work the soil and cultivate it and pull out the weeds. But all of their work is, it's not a straining or a struggling to make something happen. It's about making something welcome. And so the same is true with us. The seed of potential is already planted in the soil of our soul. And all of our work, because there is work, a labor of love, is about cultivating that soil. You know, making, bringing our inner feelings into integrity with our highest vision. Bringing our conversations into integrity with our highest vision. Starting to take actions that are in integrity with our highest vision. Starting to create a plan that moves our inner and outer life in the direction of our highest vision. So there's work. But when you know you're already it, it has a whole different feeling to it. Really quickly, the analogy that I use is a pregnant woman. When a woman gets pregnant, she knows she has the child. And when it kicks, that's a sign that the child is growing within her. And so if if that woman was to start running around now and trying to make a baby happen, we would think she was pretty crazy. But what does she do instead? She starts to feed the child that's within her. She starts to create the outer conditions to make it welcome. She starts to dream about what she's going to do with the child and all the possibilities. And She gets her whole life in order for the child that's coming. And so that can be likened to visualization and fantasy and preparing the inner and outer conditions. The difference is she's doing all of that because she knows she's already got it. When we do all of those activities, when we visualize and we, we fantasize and we plan and we prepare, we're doing it often to try to get it. And that's where we set up all the resistance and all the struggle. But when we understand that our burning desire is not a clue of something we have to go out and get, but a clue of something inside of us trying to get out, that we're pregnant with something, we can still visualize, we can still fantasize, we can still prepare our home, we can still take great actions and nourish our, ourselves. But now we're doing it all from a place of, I'm pregnant, I've got it already, I'm just dancing and singing and playing with it and creating the conditions for it to be born in a healthy way. Can you see the big shift there? I love that analogy of the pregnancy. It's, it's a perfect example. And I know that believing something is real does bring it, bring it to us. We do have some people on the lines, Derek, with some questions. So let's go to Faith in New Jersey. Hi, Faith. Welcome to the Wisdom Show. What's your question for Derek? Oh, hi, Jean, and thank you for taking the call. Sure. Hi, Derek, Faith. I have to say I'm re- really enjoying the show. Oh, thank great. you. I'm listening to your um, talking about this law of emergence, and my question is, how do you apply that to, like, real-life desires? Like, for instance, if you feel like something is really your life's purpose, but everybody's telling you, you know, it's not a good direction to go in, uh, and you don't have the resources to get started, how do right. you apply that kind of good pregnant feeling when, well, in fact, there's just nothing around you that's guiding you that way? Right. Well, the first thing 
is that you stop listening to those people that are telling you that you can't do it. <laughs> That's the first thing. Um, they're most of the time, even if they're well-meaning, they're projecting their own beliefs on you and their own fears and their own resistance to living their own dream. And, and so when you start stepping out and saying yes to your dream, you will tend to create pressure for those around you who are not fully living theirs. And then they'll start projecting that fear and that doubt onto you to try to keep you the same because that's the ego's job. The ego's job is to keep us the same while giving us the illusion of change, even though they mean well. Um, they're caught in their own thresholds and their own patterns, and you can bless them and thank them for the feedback. And if they have some specific, actual constructive information or data, you can certainly take that in and see where it's applicable. But for the most part, you need to stay rooted in your vision. And that leads to the second part, and that is when you're living a life of true vision, a lot of the things around you won't initially appear to support that. Because what appears around you is an expression of old beliefs, of the ways that it used to be done. And what's trying to emerge in you is, a, is the next level of your own evolution. And in many cases, a life that, you, that has not happened yet. And so, so when we look, that's why you know, one, of our, one of the great teachers said, do not judge by appearances, but judge righteous judgment, which means judge based on what you feel and know to be true in your heart because that's what's real what appears is just an old thought an old belief an old paradigm and as you truly become a visionary of your own life you're going to become a trailblazer a precedent setter even if it's just in your family or just in your place of business or in a relationship it's going to not always appear to be supported because you're going to bring something new now that being said some specific steps are, first of all, to really take the time to articulate and to have a clear and compelling vision for your life. That's where you need to start. The first stage of emergeneering, which is a process of engineering your emergence, is to have a vision. As it says in the Old Testament, without vision, the people perish. So you want to have a vision, a vision that inspires you and that compels you, a vision that that inspires you even more than your current problems or conditions, you know, because, because the solutions to your current problems do not lie within the same thinking that created them. As Einstein said, you can't solve a problem at the level of thinking that created it. So as you tap into the vision that is inspiring, you are beginning to lift your vibration and lift yourself outside of your current paradigm, your current um, belief system, which is where you must live to be able to take your life to the next level. So that's number one. Then, and we can't go through the whole process here, but then the two next important steps are to begin to, to use visualization or affirmation to see yourself living that vision, not so much to make it happen, but to begin to feel what it feels like to be the person you would be if you were living that vision and to start to cultivate that inner vibrational frequency so that you're in alignment more and more with that, to do that on a daily basis. Because it's like a radio station. Your favorite music is already playing. But unless you tune the dial of your radio to the station where it's playing to the same frequency, you can't hear the music and enjoy the music. Your dreams or your destiny or whatever it is you're trying to create, it's already playing. 
but you need to tune the dial of your consciousness, your frequency, so that you're vibrating at the same frequency as it is. And when that alignment happens, you start to hear the music, you start to feel the music, you start to dance to the music, and it starts to show up in your life more and more. So that second stage, and we're going to do a process later on where I walk you through how to do that. Then the third stage is create a plan, a best-guess plan. Sure, you don't know all the ways and all the things you're going to need to do, but you want to have a plan that gets you moving in the general direction. Most people are waiting for life to happen. But if you're waiting for life to happen to you, you'll be waiting forever because whatever's missing is what you're not giving. Life doesn't happen to us. It happens through us. So you want to have a plan that begins to get you moving in that direction as if this is real, you know. And as you start to move in the direction of your dream, feeling as if you are that person, then you begin to release that potential and release that energy into your experience. And it starts to show up as the next step and the next step and the next step. But if you're waiting for life to change, you're literally holding back the very energy and opportunity that is going to be the next step for you to take. So you have to step onto it. I use the analogy of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. If any of you remember that, he has to cross this this, this chasm, and the only way across it is with the bridge of faith. But there's nothing there to to the naked eye. Only when he steps out on it, in faith, to be very appropriate for your name, he has to step out on the bridge of faith. And only when he starts stepping and putting his full weight out on it does the bridge begin to appear beneath him. So you need to have a vision. You need to start cultivating the visionary vibration. And then you need to have a plan, what I call the quantum plan, which begins to move you in the general direction. And when you do those three pieces, which is the first section of Imagineering, you are now no longer living your life on accident, but you are now living on purpose. And it's such an important... Thanks, Derek. I really really appreciate that. It was really inspiring and enlightening. You're welcome, Faith. Thanks so much for calling, Faith. That was a great question. And you might want to look at the special package that Derek has put together for us, Faith, which we'll be talking about in a few minutes and which you can find the link for. Uh, Derek, one point that you brought up is so important in these times when you said that people are waiting for things to happen. Right now, there are so many people saying, well, when the economy gets better, I'll do this, and then it will all be okay. And what a lot of people are learning to do and what we have to do is step up and change things and not just wait for conditions to change. Right, right, exactly, because everything that we're seeing out there is an old belief, an old thought. It's not a power. It's not a cause. It's an effect, and that we are divine power plants. And that means that a power plant doesn't receive energy, it generates it. We are divine factories. A factory doesn't receive the product, it produces it. Again, whatever's missing is what we're not giving. When you understand from the emergent model that you are the point of infinity, you imagine yourself not like just a body or a person, but like an opening through which all of infinity is trying to pour itself forth in a unique and unprecedented way called you. I use the analogy of Niagara Falls. You know, Niagara Falls is not separate from Lake Erie. Niagara Falls is simply the way Lake Erie 
pours forth in a unique way, and somebody came along and called it Niagara Falls. But it is Lake Erie. We are not separate bodies and minds. We are the way that the infinite happens, whether you call it God or infinite intelligence or higher power or universal love. We are unique, individualized openings or expressions or instruments of that. And that means that literally, just like back of Niagara Falls is all of Lake Erie, back of each and every one of us is all of infinity, infinite abundance infinite power, infinite genius, infinite intelligence, infinite ideas of creativity and innovation and revelation and transformation. All of that is right behind us, but it gets dammed up by our belief that we're something separate and everything we need is out there, which is a false thing. As Einstein said, it's an optical illusion. We are a state of divine consciousness that has within us everything. The whole kingdom of heaven, the whole quantum field, the whole nirvanic realm, it's all within you. And so these steps and stages of emergeneering are about realizing what that is, cultivating to get an integrity with it, and then starting to step out, not to make it happen, but to make it welcome, to step out, to open up a way for this imprisoned splendor to be released. You know, And so that's really what this is all about. Whatever's missing is what we're not giving. We can bring it. And so, that's, so whatever's going on, you know, um, what is the thing? Um, necessity is the mother of invention. You know, if you're looking out in the world and it's breaking your heart or you're seeing a problem and thinking, God, somebody should do something about that, guess who that somebody is? Right. <laughs> you know? And, and the other thing is to understand that that during the Great Depression, there were more millionaires made probably than any other time. You know, there's more innovations made in times of crisis than probably any other time. So, so it's, it's all about perspective. And, and also that understanding, another principle of this is that your problems are answered prayers. Your crises are actually evolutionary catalysts. That what appears as a crisis right now on the planet, whether it's you know, global warming, or it's ec the economy, or it's governmental, or, or even if it's just a crisis in your personal life, understand that that's occurring not to hurt you or to destroy you or to hold you back, but it's an evolutionary catalyst that is calling more out of you. If you ask, instead of you saying, what's wrong, why me, you know, instead you say, what's the opportunity here? What is this calling for me to emerge as? What is trying to emerge by means of this crisis? What qualities do I need to activate or embody to arise above this or to grow through this? You know, it's, I use the analogy in nature that there are certain seeds that require a forest fire in order to create enough heat to crack open their shell so that they can germinate. And likewise, they need the forest fire to burn away a lot of the old or mature structures in the forest, including their parent trees. All of that has to get burned away in order to create the opening for new life to take place and for the forest to, take, to, to evolve to its next level and to thrive. So now that can look like a lot of destruction. 
And in fact, interestingly enough, when we try to thwart that natural process, and we go in there and we clear-cut the forests before it's time, when we have a forest fire, it doesn't just burn away the, what's necessary. It ends up creating massive havoc, burning houses and burning all kinds of stuff because we've, we've gotten in there and we've messed with the natural process of evolution. And likewise, I use the analogy, you know, if a, if a, if a seed could use vision boards and affirmations and personal development and try to, it, it, it might, you know, affirm and create a vision board where there were never any forest fires. And if it managed to manifest a forest without forest fires, it would forever remain a seed. Right. And so, so often we use personal development, all these things to try to get away from or get around our problems and crises, rather than understanding that we must grow through them. And that through them, if we use this work, on the other side, we will become stronger, wiser, be a greater instrument for gifts, talents, and abilities, and be able to express the next level of our evolution. We won't just have a breakdown, we'll have a breakthrough. And we're going to be talking more about your program in just a few minutes, Derek. We do have another caller. Anita from San Diego is on the line. She'd love to ask you a question. Hi, Anita. Thanks for joining us. What's your question for Derek? Well, first of all, Jean, I just want to say hi and that I love your show. Thank you. And You're welcome. And I do um, have something I'd like to address to Derek. Um, It's an issue I have with... um, the concerns I have about creating the life of my dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's just regarding a cousin that I have who is now uh, a child psychologist at a local high school. And although I'm really happy for her, I have to admit that I'm a little jealous of her because I feel like she's living my dream. Mm. And what's really bothering me is that I think, you know, about going back to school, but I worry about the fact that I'm going to be 55, in fact, just a few weeks here. And it concerns me that I would be trying to pay off student loans at this time in my life. Um, It's kind of scary to me. So I was wondering if you have any words of wisdom for someone like me. Absolutely. Um, There's so much in what you said. Was it Anita or Nita? Anita. 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 Um, Thank you Mm -hmm. so much for, you know, being vulnerable and reaching out and expressing that. Because believe me, you represent millions of people. And there's a couple important points. The first point about the age. I remember once um, hearing a story of a, a woman who was in her 70s, and she was going to sign up for college, to go back to college, and ultimately to become a doctor. And there was a young man standing with her in line, and he said to her, he said, why, why would you do this? I mean, by the time you graduate, you're going to be like 80 or whatever it was, you know, or 80s. And she's like, he's like, you're going to be like 80s when you become a doctor. And she's like, I'm going to be 80 anyways. Right. What else would she be doing at that time? <laughs> okay, so, so the first point is you're going to be whatever you're going to be five years from now. Why not be all that you can be? So that's the first question. Because what that is is really it's cultural conditioning of that you're experiencing the weight of. And it's all nonsense. You know, there's many, many people, you know, Grandma Moses, who didn't start painting until she was like in her 70s and did some of her greatest work in her 80s and become, became, you know, a, a very, very successful, well-known painter. Some of the greatest artists and inventors didn't come up with their best stuff until they were in their 60s or 70s. So, so that whole ageism and the whole belief about age, none of that matters when it comes to 
truth about you. The truth about you is that there is a divine idea, a perfect pattern of infinite potential within you. There is a mighty oak tree within you. There is something that is trying to emerge. And it doesn't matter how long you've not been letting it or whatever you think you've missed out on. The minute you start saying yes to it, doing this work to tap into it, to become in integrity with it, to step out on it, then it will begin to emerge no matter what. As the Old Testament says, the years that the locust have eaten shall be restored unto you. If you need to live longer, if you need to get used, more useful, if whatever is needed to fulfill that destiny, if you do the work, it begins to emerge in your life. Because that destiny of your being is, has no age. You know, it's like imagine if you had an acorn in your pocket and you were carrying it around for years and you pulled it out and said, well, I guess it didn't get planted, so it's not going to ever grow. No, if you plant that and you cultivate the soil, it turns into an oak tree also. So, so, so that's the first and most important message I want to get across to you. Now is the right time for you. The second piece wow. <laughs> is that. Um, the other thing that we get into when we start to tap into our vision is we immediately go into the rational, practical, logical mind, which is, you know, well, I'm too old, I'm too young, I don't have enough money, it's going to cost too much money, what about student loans? All of that is just the way the ego pulls us back down to our threshold, is that we have these set points of where we're comfortable. And when we start to rise above it, it's like a thermostat setting. It kicks in and starts to bring up all the reasons why we can't do it. All the excuses, and they sound very logical, reasonable, and rational. They're all a mechanism of the ego to keep us the same while giving us the illusion of changing. And that's why the average person doesn't live 70 to 90 years. They live the same year 70 to 90 times, stuck in their own mm. Groundhog Day. Wow. So, so just no, you just notice that. And the truth is, is that if you start really living your dream and activating your abundance, you can pay off those student loans. And the second thing is, if you're living your dream, the thing that makes you happy and joyful, who cares if you have a student loan? Would you rather have no, no debt and be miserable and jealous and living a life of tolerated misery and quiet desperation? Or would you rather live the, the, your destiny and your dream and go for it and know you went for it and have some debt? You know, obviously, right? So that's the second piece, oh. and I'll give you a chance to respond. I just want to make sure I get to this final, very important piece. The okay. fact that you are seeing and feeling jealous of this person, understand that what you're really seeing is, you said it, I'm seeing my own dream. You are literally seeing your own power being projected onto the screen of your experience. As we evolve and grow up, we have experiences and, and we begin to separate from different dimensions of ourself. And we say, okay, I am this, I'm not that. I'm worthy of this, I'm not worthy of that. And the I am this becomes our ego, and the I'm not this becomes our shadow. Now, all of those I'm not, it might be I'm not greedy, I'm not selfish, I'm not controlling, but it might also be I'm not beautiful, I'm not talented, I'm not abundant, I'm not good with money. And that all becomes our shadow. But what happens is it doesn't go anywhere. It's still within us, but now we project it. And so that's whenever we see a person out there that we 
have a negative response to. That's a part of our shadow we need to integrate. But likewise, whenever we see something out there that we really are admiring of, we're like, oh, my God, they're so amazing. They're so talented. They're so beautiful. They're so powerful. Or if I was ever to meet them, I would be, like, totally starstruck. Or, or I'm jealous of them. All that we're seeing is our talent, our power that we have projected. This is good news. And the more intensely that it attracts us or that it makes us jealous, that means the more intensely those qualities and capacities are actually trying to emerge in us right now. And so through this work that I do, we begin to reclaim that and reintegrate that. And lo and behold, like I'll give you a quick example. I remember when I used to do a lot of singing, I once saw this singer. And they really moved me. They were so amazing. And I was in awe of them. And I was jealous of them. I was like, oh, my God, if I could only sing like that, I'll never be able to sing like that. And then I caught myself. I said, wait a minute. What do I know to be the truth? There's only one mind, one creative presence that is expressing everywhere. There's only one, one creative you know, principle, and, and all of us are expressions of it. So whatever is capable or possible anywhere, for anyone is possible everywhere for everyone. And I began to work with that. And so I said, so what I'm seeing is really what is within me that I've, that I've separated from because I don't believe it's possible. And I started working with this, reclaiming this projection and reaffirming it. As thou seest, so thou beest, as it says in ancient scripture. I began just reclaiming that. Because I can see it, I must be it, or I wouldn't be able to see it. And over the next three or four weeks, as I just continued to practice and did that inner work to reclaim that projection, within three or four weeks, I was singing like that man. So Both you tapped, to my, to, you tapped to into my shock power. and to other people's surprise as well. I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead, Jean. what were you going to say? That you tapped into your, your power that was already there. You were made aware of it by seeing that singer, and then you tapped into it and, and used your own power, which is what Anita and all of us can do. Anita, does that help you? I think when we go through this process in a minute or two, um, you can stay tuned in and follow along, and that will really help as well. But if you have any questions, please ask me, Anita. No, that was very inspiring. (laughs) Correct. And I want to also add, Anita, if you're not entirely sure what your dream, this is for a lot of people listening, if you're not entirely sure what your dream is or what your vision is, you know, then one great, because people always say, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, I don't know what my purpose is, or I'm not sure. One of the great practices that I walk people through is begin to make a list of all the people living and dead that you really admire, respect, think are great, amazing, beautiful, powerful, and a list of those people you're really jealous of. And then next to each one of those names, write down the qualities or the abilities that you most admire about them. So it might, if it's Oprah, you might say she's authentic, she's powerful. If it's, you know, Buddha, you might say he's wise and mindful. If it's Jesus, you know, lo- unconditionally loving or Mother Teresa, really incredibly serving and selfless. You know, whatever, you know, the person is, write those qualities down. And now what you've just done is created a snapshot of who you are. And what's trying to emerge as you, that's what you're seeing. Because you couldn't see it and you wouldn't be interested in it otherwise. 
You're literally seeing it and resonating because it's within you. Now you begin to look at that and go, wow. And you start to think of, you know, if I, could, if I really believed I was supported in the universe, how would I express? What would I do more of? What would I do less of? How would I express these qualities? And, you know, and, and when early in my lifetime did I used to do things that expressed these qualities? And as you start to just play with that, you'll start to remember, you'll start to feel an inner resonance. And, and if, any, if the practical mind steps in, that premature practicality and says, yeah, but, you know, but I don't know how to do that and I don't have that ability and it's too late and I'm too young and I'm too old and I'm too this and it's too that. Just thank it for sharing and put it aside and stay in that visionary state and just keep being with those qualities and asking, how are those trying to express through me? If I really believed I was supported, what would I do? If I really believed I could be successful, what would I do? And as you do that, you'll start to remember who and what you really are and why you're alive, if you're willing to give yourself permission to play. And it'll start taking greater and greater shape and greater and greater form. Thank you so much, Anita, for sharing your situation. And it brought up so many good points. These teachings are so powerful and life-changing to really understand and live these concepts. So, Derek, I think it would be a perfect time for you to lead us through your uh, three-step process for uh, creating. Now, not everyone knows exactly what they want their life vision to be, but everyone has something they want to create. So can you take us through the process that helps us do that? Excellent. Yeah, and it's called the Visualization Vibration Radiation Process. And it's based on the idea that you're already it, and, as you, and that whatever is missing is what you're not giving. And so it starts to really reverse the flow in our life. Instead of waiting for things to change or waiting for somebody to give us something, we start daily and consciously activating that potential through this process and beginning to radiate that energy into our field. And as we do, we start to unlock and unleash that potential in ways that are, can be miraculous. I've had people have instant healings. Um, I've had... I've seen tons, you know, just, just tens of thousands of dollars suddenly show up in my life or people's lives after they've done this process for a while. I've seen all kinds of things happen because they're activating their potential and they reverse the flow because now they're not looking to get anything, but they're now letting it. They're shining it. They're radiating it. They're expressing it. And, and that's where the real flow comes from. That's where the real power comes from. And so, and the other principle is that it's true because whatever, that you can only keep what you're willing to give away. And in ancient scripture, they talk about casting your bread upon the water, and that's what comes back to you. So it it ties into all of those principles that by being generative beings, we start to not only generate more for the world, but we start to activate our own potential. And it'll look like more and more is coming to us. But what's really happening is more and more is radiating through us. So just take a moment now and allow yourself to close your eyes and get comfortable. And take a nice deep breath. And as you breathe in, imagine you're breathing into your heart, pulling in the light, the prana that's all around you. Just see that light coming into your heart and filling your body. And as you breathe out, imagine you're breathing out with your whole body throughout so that all that no longer serves you, any excess tension, stress, toxic energy, gets released from all your pores like smoke 
And so you breathe in the light into your heart and breathe out anything that no longer serves you, like smoke flowing out of all your pores, flowing off into space. And with each deep breath and exhalation, you just relax, relax, and completely relax into this moment. And now I want you to allow yourself to recall a time or a place or a person that just made you or makes you feel really connected, in love or inspired. Maybe it's with a loved one, an animal, something in nature. Maybe it's a spiritual process or moment or some creative activity. Just recall a time in your life when you felt really connected, really alive, inspired, or in love. And allow yourself to go there fully, to experience it fully, to feel it. No pushing, no forcing, just an allowing. And as you begin to feel it, even if it's a little bit, just take another deep breath. And as you exhale, allow that energy to expand in your heart. Give it a color and just allow it to expand. So you see it expanding in your heart. You feel that feeling expanding in your chest. Take another deep breath. And as you exhale, this time you feel and see that energy expanding to fill your whole body. And once more, you take a deep breath. And as you exhale, you just feel that energy expanding beyond your body. until you're enveloped in it. You feel it radiating out. And if you're listening to this as a replay, you can always pause this and take as much time as you need. But now I want you to now imagine the life of your dreams. Not the life you think you should live or even could live. Not the practical, reasonable, or rational life. Not the life you even think is possible, but the life you truly, deeply desire, even if it doesn't seem possible. And if you're not sure what that is, just imagine the very best you can imagine. How you'd want to look and feel physically, the kind of wealth and abundance you'd want to have, the creative expression. If you could be guaranteed success, if you could create the life of your dreams, what would it be? What would it look like? What would you be doing? Where would you be doing it? With whom would you be doing it? And for whom would you be doing it? What would it feel like? You get to decide. You get to determine it. Right now, in this moment, you get to let your spirit soar, your heart open, your mind expand. 
you know those emerging impulses. Maybe you've never even admitted it to anyone. You get to be admitted to yourself now. I want to be a best-selling author, a, a, a mother, have a family, be head over heels in love, travel the world, build businesses, whatever it is. See it now. And focus on that part of it that really just inspires you the most. And as you're doing that now, give yourself permission to just crank up the elements of this vision. So if you walk into a meeting, instead of people just saying hello, they stand and give you a standing ovation. You don't even have to know why. You come home and your family doesn't just say hello, but they throw their arms around you and say, oh, we're so happy to see you. We love you so much. When you walk down the street, people don't just smile at you, but they stop you and thank you for the good work you're doing, or they applaud you. Everywhere you go, you're met with love, with congratulations, with applause, recognition, and reward. Crank up that vision until you can barely stand it. It just feels so exciting. And if you notice feelings of guilt or shame or who do I think I am or that will never happen, again, just thank that part of you for sharing and put it aside and stay in the vision. And take a deep breath now and just feel that energy of the visionary vibration expand to fill your heart Give it a color. Another deep breath as you let it expand to fill your whole chest. Just feeling your energetic body expanding, radiating outward. As you take another breath and let it expand to fill your whole body. And now I want you to imagine, hold your hands up, I mean literally hold your hands up, out in front of you and imagine that you have the earth like a small ball in front of you and you hold your hands in front of the earth and feel this energy that you are now activating coursing down through the top of your head through your heart down your arms and out of your hands radiating to the planet and feel it moving through you and see it in your mind's eye radiating and saturating the planet. And you can just see the planet enveloped in this energy. And you can see the different hot spots on the planet or imagine in your mind's eye anyone in your life or anyone that you have concern for. Just see this energy saturating them, saturating every place of your life, saturating every place on the planet and feel it just coursing through you, radiating outwards, expanding. As you say this sacred silent blessing, may all beings, all creatures, and all of creation be blessed exceedingly and without exception. Blessings unto everyone and everything, unconditionally and without exception. Feel yourself 
generating that blessing. Feel yourself as an instrument of grace. You're giving it, you're shining it, you're radiating it. And feel as it is increasing in intensity within you the more you give it. Blessings unto all. May every being, every creature, and all of creation be blessed exceedingly and without exception. And you can, whatever specific qualities that you want to activate in your life, give those away now. May every being be blessed with peace, with love and divine companionship, with wealth and abundance, success and fulfillment. May every being fulfill their destiny. May every being awaken to their true highest purpose and potential. May every being have all of their needs met abundantly. I forgive everyone and everything. I want everyone to have the best life. Feel what that feels like. And if that brings up any resistance, any individuals or places that pop up that you say, well, I don't want them to have that. They don't deserve it. I don't want them to have that because they did me wrong. Allow for that image of yourself to arise in your mind's eye, that part of you that is resentful or angry or hurt, and bless that part of yourself. Tell that part of yourself, I hear you. I love you. I forgive you. May you have complete forgiveness, complete peace, blessings unto you. And then bring your attention back to those places or people where there's any resistance. And once again, I forgive you. I forgive you. May you awaken to your true divinity, your true identity, and fulfill your true destiny. Blessings unto all unconditionally and now bring your hands and face them towards yourself as you confer the same blessing on yourself blessings unto me may I be blessed unconditionally and without exception may I be blessed with and then fill in the blank with all the qualities that you want to be blessed with that you want to activate And then bring your hands to your heart and just give yourself the love and the acceptance more than you've ever before. I love you. I accept you. I forgive you. I respect and appreciate you. You're awesome. You're beautiful. You're magnificent. Just fill yourself up with the love, the recognition, the support that you maybe have been seeking or waiting for, fill yourself up. Remember, when the oxygen masks fall in an airplane, you need to put the oxygen on yourself first. Fill yourself up now. Give yourself the oxygen of love and acceptance, validation, approval. Just love yourself up like you've never before. Feel how good it feels to love and accept yourself completely. And if any parts of yourself come up and say, well, no, I don't deserve it, or no, I don't love me, no, I don't like that part of me, just put your energy on that part and say, I love you. It's okay. I hear you. 
I'll never leave you or abandon you. I'll always be here for you. Just take a deep breath. Just feel the energy that's moving through you now. And feel that inner yes. And make that commitment to be your highest self, to live your highest vision like never before. Make that commitment. Stamp it in the energy of this visionary vibration. Inside of you, say yes to your highest good. Yes to living your destiny. Yes, I can. Yes, I will. Yes, I'm able. Yes, it is done. And in this energy, I just speak a brief affirmation and prayer, knowing that everything that you need to fulfill your destiny of greatness is within you and is being activated now and is unfolding as crystal clarity and compelling right action, as insight and revelation, as the relationships and the opportunities necessary. Whatever needs to be released or embraced, whatever needs to unfold for that divine pattern of infinite potential planted in the soil of your soul to emerge now, it's happening with ease and with grace and with dignity. Just feel grateful that your life is happening. It's unfolding now. And I just thank you for participating in this because as you have said yes to your life, you have just lifted the vibration on the planet, making it more conducive to conditions for others to begin to emerge to their full potential. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Derek. Huh. Every time I hear you do that, you have the same, you, you're saying it as if it's new again with such passion. And I, I feel my energy shift to such a high vibration every time I hear that process. And it also um, allows us to realize that it's not the thing, the job, or the circumstance that we want, but it's the feelings that we think those things will bring us. So we realize that everything comes from the inside out and not the other way around. That's right. And for people who I'm sure are going to want to know more about your program and hear more of these visualizations and teachings that you offer, um, can you tell us about your Emergineering program, which everyone can get on the link on this page, that uh, takes people through the process? Does it help them start with their vision and finding their vision? Absolutely. There's seven stages to Emergineering, which I go through in depth in this process, which is... The first step, and I go through in depth in about, I think, 12 audios, over 10 hours of training, meditations, practices, strategies, tips, um, where I take them through all seven stages of cap catching the vision for your life, cultivating the congruent conditions, creating the quantum plan, giving what appears missing, acting as if you're already it, embracing what seems broken, and waiting upon the law. Those are the seven stages of Emergineering. And, and, and we didn't get to go into all of them, but of course I go into them in depth in this program. And I walk them through step by step, including a vision workbook that allows them to really excavate the, their soul for what's buried in there, that real destiny of greatness that they're here for. And I walk them through step by step how to deal with the problems that are coming up, the crises that are coming up, how to deal with those thresholds of consciousness that I talked about, where most people get taken off the path and don't even realize it and get stuck in their own proverbial Groundhog Day. I help walk them through how to stay focused, how to know what you're here for, how to create a plan to achieve it, how to stay focused on it, 
how to get into integrity with it, and how to stay on track no matter what. No matter what's happening in the world, no matter what anybody says to you, no matter what you're saying to yourself. <laughs> because we're often the ones that, that say the worst things to ourselves. And so I walk them through how to, how to really cultivate that path, how to stay on it, and how to get real-world results. And like I said, it's over 10 hours of material. It's really the cutting-edge, best stuff that I have to date. And, um, and I want to just say I've spent the last two decades tens of thousands of dollars, thousands of hours of meditating and praying and going on long, silent retreats where I spent nothing but 14 hours a day meditating on this stuff and, um, you know, and banging my head up against the wall more days, you know, than I want to share of really understanding and, and, and working through these principles and studying the best literature out there to consolidate all this into a program like this so that they don't have to spend the next two decades and they don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars. They don't have to even spend $1,000, which is what my monthly coaching costs, or even $597, which was what my hourly coaching costs, this program is only $97. They get all of this that I've spent all this time in compacted into this program. So basically for the, for the cost of maybe a cup of Starbucks coffee, less than the cost of a cup of coffee um, for a month, um, you can get this program. And where that coffee might give you a short-term buzz, the, if you really do this work, I promise it will lift your vibration permanently. And I, I have found that to be true with um, not having gone through the whole program, but through your processes. Uh, and no, those only take a few minutes a day, and that alone has been major in my life. So I want to thank you so much for sharing all of this, these life-changing concepts and practices. And anyone who's listening on not on the Internet, but on the phone or in their car, you can find all the information about Derek's Emergineering program at thewisdomshow.com. So, Derek, thank you so much for joining us, and we really look forward to having you back again with us soon. Oh, it's been my honor and pleasure, and I just wish blessings unto everyone. And if, at the very least, also, people can go to lawofemergence.com to get some other free bonus material as well. Okay, fantastic. Thanks so much, Derek. For the incredible 90% discount on Derek's Emergineering program, you can visit thewisdomshow.com and go to the special offers section. There you will see Derek's picture and the green special offer button. So thanks everyone for joining us and we look forward to sharing more possibilities with you next time on The Wisdom Show. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit us at thewisdomshow.com for access to archives of previous shows and special discount packages offered by our world-renowned experts. Thanks to InternetAudioHub.com for our state-of-the-art broadcast sound. InternetAudioHub.com is available for all of your Internet audio needs. We look forward to joining you next time on The Wisdom Show.